to Road Muscle Radio, Kansas City's talk show for throttle junkies, motorheads, and anyone who loves rocking the driver's seat. From barn fresh to concour ready, Road Muscle Radio parks the latest news, the greatest views, and the biggest names in rolling thunder right in your ears. Let's welcome your show hosts, a freelance automotive journalist, senior auction analyst for Sports Car Market Magazine and American Car Collector Magazine, writer and editor of ReadTheDriven.com, and owner of a sweet 1960 Corvette and a smoking 61 Impala, Brett Hatfield, and 30-plus year radio veteran, author, playwright, lousy karaoke singer, and lover of fat and freaky American classic cars, Mark Catfish Groves. Let's put the pedal to the metal. Road Muscle Radio is on the air. We're back in action, back on the road, Road Muscle Radio. I'm Catfish Groves, along with Brett Hatfield. Hi. Brett, we have a busy show this time. We've got uh, Vrenny, so much stuff going and, on. And Peoples, Vrenny Fernandez and Butch Pappen from the Kansas City Automotive Museum are going to join, join us later in the show. It was fun to meet Butch this weekend. Oh, uh, wasn't it? That was cool. Coolest guy and knows his shizzle. Yes, yes, you he know, does. And it was so cute that there was that 65 Merc uh, uh, sitting outside the... We, we were at... <laughs> listen to us. We just start talking. It's Cars and Coffee. At cars the, and Coffee at the Auto And they Museum. do it every two weeks, period. Yes. Which is really kind of cool. And they have donuts. Get there early. Yeah. But uh, there was a 65 uh, Mercury Park Lane convertible. I knew you weren't going to make it treat. past that curb. Oh, dude. <laughs> And, you know, that was the first thing I kept walking in because he and I had talked about that previously. And he's like, do you see the uh, 65 Merc? I'm like, well, yes, I did. But thank you, Tiger. <laughs> Thanks for pointing that <laughs> and out. And that's why you were late. Well, a little bit. But uh, <laughs> but uh, super nice people. Renny Fernandez is great. We're going to talk about the history of the Automotive Museum. And I think we're going to have him on for several shows uh, c- coming up in the next few months just to find out about the museum itself and some of the cars that they have in them. We're going we're gonna to be talking about that because there's a couple that are a little freaky-deaky that I just love. Well, and the other cool thing about being there is November has been uh, campers were their oh, feature yeah. thing. And that little Shasta camper they had there. Yeah, yeah. My uncle used to have one just like that. I'd go stay with them out in Colorado in the, in the summers, <laughs> and they'd have me stay in that camper. I've spent more time in one of those than I care to admit. We're also going to talk to Mike Linner. He's the guy who owns CarshowNationals.com, which is a, a source. It is a deep well, and, and which Mike we drink knows from. Everybody. Oh my God! Yeah, and a super nice guy. And, uh, and we'll talk more about that and about how to go and and if you have a car show. This is the dude that you really do need to know. And I got a little bit of news for you. Plus, uh, well, you know, let's talk about some news. Get your brain in gear for what's going on. Time for What's News on Road Muscle Radio. Okay, this is very personal. Uh-oh. And oh, I, dude, I, I pray I'm not making a poor decision here. <laughs> uh, sounds, I'm scared. <laughs> I think I might let Vlad the Impaler go find a new home. What? I'm thinking, uh, yeah, I, the 61? I put her up on Craigslist right now. Now, she's not going to go cheap. <laughs> I, I probably couldn't. Uh, Catfish could not uh, uh, pony up the money for that one. Oh, no. You could put your kid through an Ivy League school for what I want for this car. <laughs> but but it's this, kind of worth it. I've had a lot of fun with this car. Uh-huh. It's gorgeous. It's striking. I've got posters made of the car. I had a guy paint a watercolor painting of the car. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. But there's also a lot of other stuff I'd like to own. And if I part with Vlad, I could probably do a couple different things. Isn't that kind of one of the hard things? It is. You've got this vehicle. You've loved it. You've enjoyed driving it, et cetera, et cetera. But let's face it. Sometimes you're like, you know. And it is the slickest car I've ever owned. 
Nice. By a wide margin. How long have you had it? I, I've only had it for about two and a half years. Really? Yeah. You put all that work into it because that thing is just monster good looking. Well, I don't know how to do anything a little. Okay, true that. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> you just heard some serious honest to God truth right there. So, <laughs> Anyway, uh, I'm going to take a stab at it. It's on Craigslist right now. If you're in the Kansas City area or you want to take a look at this car, look up Casey Craigslist. It's under 1961 Impala. And God help me, I hope I'm doing the right thing. <laughs> of course you are. As your enabling friend, yes. Because what is it you were thinking about? Okay. Surely there's a car in mind that, uh, oh, there's that like, you would give up Vlad for? No, there's possibly. There's 19. Okay. Very, yeah. <laughs> you know what? You need to put that in a blog. The 19 cars I'd give up the love of my you know street life for. Well, it'd take a few of them, but yeah. Uh, mid-year Corvette convertibles, particularly 65, 66 Nassau blue four-speed cars. Yeah. Uh, it, it's... That's specific. Yeah, nice. It is. You know, uh, and if you happen to have one and, and go look at this 61 Impala, you might. Uh, you know, Superformance Cobra replicas. You, know, you, can, you can get a hold of Brett. It's like, really pretty easy. Like really scary ones, kind of <laughs> like the one I wrote in a few weeks back. <laughs> nice. Well, uh, we'll keep our fingers crossed and we'll see what happens. Yeah. You know, in some of the other news, Waymo, a uh, spinoff from Google, the people that like to do the We Ain't Got No Drivers cars, they, uh, they get to test driverless cars on public roads in California now. They've done it in 25 other cities and have been testing for a while. They supposedly, according to them, they put 10 million autonomous miles onto their vehicles. And now uh, California has finally said, okay. Wait for one of those things to clip somebody's dog. That'll go away. Yeah. <laughs> or just drop right off that uh, that seaside oh, road. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. 101. Drop, drop off uh, Highway 1 right through a crash barrier. <laughs> see ya. Bye bye. But we'll see we'll see what happens, you know. Who knows? It it is kind of a so to speak wave of the future. So there's this van. Oh. Tell, yeah. tell me about this van. You want to hear the story of the van. Oh van. yeah, I I I like a good van sob story. Uh, the wild cherry van. You know, we talked about it a little while ago, that there was a young gentleman named uh, Carter, Chris Carter, who was from Illinois, and he had seen a picture. I thought Chris Carter was the guy who directed (laughs) X-Files. Funny. And he saw this picture of his van, and he spent like a year hunting the SOB down. He got hold of the photographer to ask him where he took the picture. It was Wild Cherry Van, and it was uh, the derelict remnants, rusted Hulk, leftover, smashed thing that was in a, what was in the Van Nuys Boulevard, I think was, yeah, it was, it was a, in It was in a movie about custom vans, a really horrible B or C rate movie. Oh, yeah. You know, I, I've even kind of fast-forwarded through because it it's just really an awful movie. It is. But... Uh, that van was in it. He saw it. He recognized it. They even said Wild Cherry on the side. Now, that thing was, it had a tree resting on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, about half of it was caved in. It had obviously seen no love for decades. Oh, it had been there for a long time. And this was out in California, speaking of. so <laughs> Couldn't get a Waymo car. <laughs> he decided to go out and took a look at it and took a buddy and a trailer. They rescued it. Yeah. Now, he, he trailered the abandoned, quote-unquote, Wild Cherry van and talked to, like, some of the local... There was an adjacent property that a sheriff's uh, deputy owned and talked to them about it. And they all said, you know, it's on easement and it's abandoned. It's been there for, th- like, 30 years. So Have at it. Yeah, they had at it. That's going to... Does that tell you anything right now? So, to make a long story only semi-long, trailered it away. He got arrested. 
he's still in the pokey. He's up on like three different charges, uh, two or four, uh, you know, having stolen car property and across oh, state so lines. Oh, so it did belong to somebody. Yeah, and it was still the original owner. And she decided last August that I guess she really liked it now. After leaving it to rust, rot, and be fallen on by a tree for 30 years. What, the tree needed a place to rest? I know, right? And and her heart is still in it. She has a lot of memories in oh, it please. that she found out after he completely rebuilt it, put it all back together. That's why she it in shows. It. And the one, the reason that I'm even bringing this all up is because they found the van. He, They rested him. They could not find the van. The van was gone. Well, they did find it, and uh, the wild cherry is now not so wild, not so cherry. He oh. completely rebuilt it from scratch. It's a black box. He found out they were chasing him, and he took all the good stuff back out. Yeah. It has no motor, no drivetrain, uh, no dashboard, and it's spray-painted black. So she, she probably just should have gotten one of those shipping containers and been done with it. Yeah, it really. So it's uh, the wild cherry is neither wild nor cherry anymore. Chris oh. is still in jail. And we'll see. Oh, we, we have to follow this saga. Oh, yeah. This is fantastic. As the stuff. story unfolds right here <laughs> on Road Muscle Radio. Well, coming up next, we're going to talk with Mike Litter and find out how you can get your uh, car show in the know right here on Road Muscle Radio. Welcome back to Road Muscle Radio. I am Brett Hatfield. I'm here with my co-host, Catfish Groves. Woo! And, you know, you and I have hit a lot of car shows. Oh, yeah. Many more to come. In the past year, we've seen a lot of cool stuff. That uh-huh. Old Murray River Run down in Ottawa. That was amazeball. That, that was a that was a ton of stuff. Boy, that was insane. We, we, I don't think we took in half of what was there. No, there, there it, it was not humanly possible, at least not for a guy like me. No. It's just a gorgeous, and I wanted to stop and look at everything and look it all over. And there's just, when you've got 2,800 cars, no. No. <laughs> well, and there was great stuff there. There was not so great stuff there, but there was a little bit of everything and we got to have a lot of fun. And the other part of that is we keep getting all of these car shows uh, that we run through in Exit Lane Live every week. Oh, yeah. And you can tell us about yours, by the way. I'll just throw this in here at driver at roadmuscleradio.com, driver at roadmuscleradio.com. Feel free to tell us. Yeah, we get to talk about them. Well, and when you go online to try and find these, at least for me, I keep going back to one website over There's and over again. one that's pretty darn good. <laughs> and this, that's, that's that carshownationals.com. Oh, that's cool. And it's this terrific site. It's an aggregator of all the car shows and events that are going on in every state. And it you you pull up your state and it breaks it down by city and municipality. You can go and see what's going on near you. And the gentleman who started that website is a guy named Mike Linner, and we've got him with us tonight. Welcome to the show, Mike. How you doing, guys? Mike, what possessed you to start carshownationals.com? Well, when I first started it, my plan was to actually have the first timeline car show. Oh. Going back to... 2001, so it's pretty early in the, even the internet days almost. They'll never make it. People who do, there's this thing called podcasting just ain't going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, you were right. ahead of your time. Now everyone's doing that. Everyone. <laughs> <laughs> well, well done you. So you started uh, back then as an online car show. And so everyone, you know, all the internet is, especially when it first started out, everyone thought, oh, you know, people are going to do these things. People are going to cheat. They're, they're not going to do it. You know, 
I got to do stuff illegally or whatever. Um, so it just never really panned out. So I said, well, I might as well just start advertising car show flyers. And I do it all for free. So I started doing it then. And we're very grateful that you did that oh, and free. How? <laughs> Amen. <laughs> I love your price structure. <laughs> yeah, it's given us a terrific. It's given us a terrific resource. Now, how do you get the word out to let people know? Hey, advertise your show here. Advertise your event. We'll let everybody know that we can. How do you? How do you start doing that? Well, you know, my website just keeps getting more and more popular. Even in my home state, I didn't. I'm out of Minnesota, so I didn't. Uh, I didn't publicly go out and hand out flyers or anything. I just, you know, word of mouth and everything else, it's just kind of spreading by that. Um, so then I start started going out around public and saying, hey, and people see my shirt and say, hey, is that your website? You know, and uh, it's pretty exciting now, but I can't go anywhere because everyone's stopping me. I take <laughs> pictures and, I, and everyone's saying, is that you? You know, so... So you've become- I even worked with a coworker. We didn't even know. I saw him wearing a jacket saying, hey, I advertise for that car show. And he goes, who are you? And I handed him my card. And he kind of jumped back. And he goes, that's you? And I said, yeah, we were working together. At the I thought you'd be taller. <laughs> so that was a pretty funny story there. So, But, you know, the word is getting out. Uh, now people are starting to interview me on podcasts. I was on Shift and Steer, those guys. Nice, um, nice. Talking about the website. So it's it's been getting out there. And then I kind of went into the partial celebrity, you know, uh, genre of working with some of the people on TV that do car shows. And it's kind of just expanding from all that. So you're, you're spreading your web and getting your fingers all out there and just uh, making all these connections. Now, as... Part of uh-huh. your making connections, it's not just because we all love cars. You actually have kind of a, a really cool thing that you do along with uh, uh, sharing the words of cars. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's been a fun thing. I've worked with so many people, even Elvis Presley Enterprises is another company that uh, reached out to me. And, you know, I work with all the big names, and now I'm expanding more with Barrett-Jackson. Uh, stuff like that. So it's always exciting to see who I'm going to work with next, you know. Tell us about so. your fundraising, about uh, what you've done with when the company, when you were first building this, that you decided, you know what, I'm going to actually use it to help others. Tell us how that came about. Well, um, let's see. I'm trying to think of which. Well, I helped a 17-year-old boy named Grant Krim. Uh, his mom reached out to me online and said she wanted to do a small car show. And I said, why do you want to do a small small car show? Let's do a big one. <laughs> so they live way out in Oregon. Uh-huh. And, uh, we've got we got cars coming all the way from New Mexico and California all the way to Oregon for that show. Uh, the, one of the Batmobiles came from New Mexico. Oh, wow. And they're trying to get a trailer up there. Uh, I know the Alan's Virginia Racing Team tried to get it up there and help us. And we finally got it up there, but... It took uh, different logistics to get it there, but we got it there. So that was just one of the one of the stories. Um, had brain cancer three times, and he's um, almost blind. And he got to drive the Batmobile down the drag strip. Oh, how uh, fun is that? that? Wow, cool story. 
Well, you know, that's yeah. one of the things Brett and I were talking about uh, just a, an hour ago was the people in the car community. It's really kind of cool that so many of them are giving kind of people. You know, you get together, you go to a car show, and if somebody is beside the road, you'll see three hot rods pull over. Oh, yeah, you know, absolutely. People, uh-huh. They're out there ready to, yeah. to help. We, uh, we even had a little uh, starter issue on the 63. That was like its kind of maiden voyage. Uh, and that's I said the 63. Brett's. 63 Impala. That ain't mine. <laughs> you, uh, you were with me. You're guilty oh, by association. <laughs> but, uh, you know, uh, had a little trouble with that, popped up the hood, and we had people coming by saying, hey, everything cool? You need some help? I got jumpers. I got this. I got that. Love that uh, that giving uh, culture. Car community is just mm-hmm. generous. Now, they yeah. won't give you the chrome, yeah. but <laughs> <laughs> but they'll give you a beer and a handshake and, and all the help that you can get. We are uh, talking... We're speaking with Mike Leonard of CarshowsNational.com. Uh, Mike, now, when you started doing this, you started uh, you started with an online car show that morphed into an online car aggregator, uh, car show aggregator, and you've done charity work. You've helped a number of people out. Uh, we've I read the story about the family outside of Boston that lost their home right before Christmas that you helped out, and they yeah. they were eventually adopted by Boston Scientific. Do people come to you and ask for help, or how do you go about selecting the charities you sponsor? You know, I'll come across something and say, oh, maybe I can help them out, you know? So the reason why I started doing it is like, well, my website's getting big. People are starting to know me. I'm going to help others. And that's what I started doing. I, you know, like I said, I wasn't making money. You know, it was all free. So I'm just using my social media power, my website, you know, to help others. How did you start meeting the celebrities from the car culture? Yeah, how would you do yeah, that? So we want to know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Joe Coddington was one of my first celebrities to start following what I do. And really, what, you know, once he started following me, everyone, everyone came started following me, you know, from all different places. So, so they were attracted to what uh, you were doing, and they started getting hold of you, or did you reach out? Did you use that amazing sway that you have, the Mike Linner touch, I think they called it. What it the Mike Linner magic. Yeah. That's what it was, the Mike Linner magic. And uh, <laughs> did, did, you, did you reach out to them, or just, it? you know, worlds collided and things happen? Things happen. Um, oh, cool. You know, Jeff Allen, he was on CNBC Car Chasers, and now I... Literally was sitting in his van on Saturday at uh, Las Vegas Motor Speedway uh, with him. Yep, Mike's car that he had. Mike's fresh um, back from SEMA. We didn't get to go. Oh, so yeah, you, you got yeah, to go to SEMA and see SEMA. the pretty. <laughs> oh, there's a uh, boy. I do I have questions for I you? I don't know. We have enough time for SEMA. I might as well be there, right? <laughs> that's, that's what I was thinking. Well, so. yeah, that is awfully kind of you. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know it's but, um. It great time out there you uh you've worked with all of these uh you've done the charitable events uh you've you've done the celebrity stuff tell us if we have an event going on how do we how do we get hold of it do we just go online i'm looking at your uh your online here you've mm-hmm. got oh you've got submit a car show flyer is it really as easy as that yeah you can send it uh the reason why i do it that way is that you know there were other sites back in the day and they just got full of spam. People just send oh, you know, yeah. marketing, just all sorts of stuff to these car show websites, and that's all it was. It's just spam. 
So I kind of look through every flyer, make sure everything's good, and I even says, "Hey, you got the wrong dates, or you got the you know wrong times, or whatever." Uh-huh. Um, I've had to reach out to people who send them to me, but I look them over, put them on the website. So you just all you have to do is email them to carshownationals.com at yahoo.com, and I'll put them on the website. Awesome, awesome. We are talking with our friend Mike Linner from carshownationals.com. And coming up next, we're going to talk about things that you should do and maybe shouldn't do when you're doing your own car show. And maybe you can be on carshownationals.com. We'll talk about that coming up next on Road Muscle Radio. If you've got ideas that you'd like to hear Road Muscle Radio talk about on the air, feel free to send them an email, driver at roadmuscleradio.com. And don't forget to stop by roadmuscleradio.com for the latest podcasts, blog posts, updates on cool events, pictures from latest events, a list of who's who that they've interviewed, and lots more to come. Contact driver at roadmuscleradio.com and let us know what you think. We'll be back for more in just a minute with Road Muscle Radio. It's Road Muscle Radio, Kansas City's talk show for throttle junkies, motorheads, and anyone who loves rocking that driver's seat. We go from bar and fresh to concours ready, and uh, we bring you the latest news, the greatest views, the biggest names in Rolling Thunder. Put it all in your ears. Your host is freelance auto journalist, senior auto auction analyst for Sports Car Market Magazine and American Car Collector Magazine, writer and editor of ReadTheDriven.com, owns a few sweet vehicles himself, Brett Hatfield. Thank you, sir. And I'm Catfish Groves. I'm a radio guy. I don't know if you can tell by this voice that I am. Hi, everybody. My mom loves it when I talk to her like this. I've been doing radio for 30 years and uh, and just love those big, fat American classics. I've always loved driving and driving cars. We're going to take your coffee pot away from you. Oh, no, 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 no. no. Uh, It's two pots a day. (laughs) Minimum, baby. Do they ask me if I drink? And I say, yes. Caffeinated. Bring it. Absolutely. We, uh, we're lucky enough to have Mike Leonard with yeah. us tonight of carshownationals.com. Mike, thanks for being on the show. We appreciate you being here. Now, when we, yeah. le- when we left a couple minutes ago, uh, we were starting to discuss planning your own car show. If you want to put something together for a charity or a fundraiser or just for the heck of it, what's the first thing you need to consider when you're going to plan your own show? Well, I'm thinking uh, it's probably a little easier if you're doing, like, a a charity 501c3, a larger organization. For individuals, it's a little tougher because if you're trying to get uh, sponsors, a lot of them don't want to do, like, an individual. They'd rather do, like, a children's cancer fund or something like that. Oh, um, rather than an individual person that that it benefits. Okay, I got you. It's a little tougher. I found that out. I mean, I did get a few sponsors. Uh, helped a seven-year-old boy congenital a heart defect. So getting individual for individuals, it was a little tougher, but it's, it was my first time at a car show, you know, running it myself. You can also set those yeah. up as uh, uh, nonprofits 
that are really about the, the car culture themselves as an organization. It's nonprofit, but it's not specifically donating to this, that, or the other. It might be about promoting the idea of, of car culture and, uh, and you know, promoting yeah. jobs, quite honestly, in the, the, where you're living. Yeah, we do have a group in Minnesota that uh, does something like that. They uh, do, like, garage days and uh, go out and work in a garage all together, and that's where the money goes to. So that's, you know, we have something like that out here. So if you're going to do a nonprofit, you got to really think about, okay, what are you going to promote? What is what is this thing that we want to accomplish with this? And it may be like a benefiting a, a special cause or it may be actually benefiting just the people around you and working and growing, but it does have to kind of have a benefit for somebody. Okay, so that's one of the yeah. ways uh, uh, that you can put together these shows. Now, when it comes to really piecing it together, what is step one? Is it just talking to friends and getting some cars together? I mean, what... I've got I've got a reason to do it now. How do I do it? Well, I kind of jumped in, not knowing anything. To be honest with you, I I said I'm going to do this cruise and car show for this little boy. I'm going to step it up. I'm going to take it on. You learn a long way. You need a team, at least assemble a team of people, and give them different uh, parts of the show. Uh, when I'm doing a cruise and a car show, you're putting two things into one, so that even makes it a little trickier. Is, um, is there a different set of rules but, for setting up a cruise as opposed to a car show? Yeah, you got to be careful with cruises. Uh, a lot of times you can't go through towns, you know, towns, or uh, you have to go through county roads. Uh, that's all stuff you have to check before you even go into this. I was told I can't go through this city because they wouldn't let us take a large number of cars through oh, yeah. the regular town street. You know, you got to have a... They don't want you to do that. They said, no, that's, that can't happen. So we had to go through county roads to do it. Okay. So you, you've got uh, things with a cruise to look at, and and you want to give people different roles, get a crew that will work with you to get them to do things. What is one of the, what do you say, think is one of the biggest obstacles? I mean, okay, let's say I want to do a car show and I found uh, here at the place where I work, we got a big parking lot. If I got permission to do it there, what are some of the things I need to look at around it to make it happen? Well, well, uh, when I started mine, I found out that, uh, yeah, we got the venue for free. That was a nice parking lot. They actually sold uh, classic cars there. Nice. Um, but the first thing they wanted is we need four porter pots. So I had to get four <laughs> oh, porter that's, pots. That's actually that's a really, really good idea. <laughs> <laughs> porta potties so, you know, with easy access. You don't think about, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, a, you got a good point. That's <laughs> I mean, really... as much coffee as I drink, it's pretty important to me too. Yeah, that is a really good idea. Okay, so porta potties, great. So comfort stations, people making sure people have, have the the yeah. Okay, what else? You know, you got to cover food, music. If you have a DJ, you know, that's just all things that people want at car shows. So you got to think about that. Is music also, is music a pretty big thing? You know, I work in uh, in the radio industry, my full time job. So uh, I've been to car shows that don't have music, and I've been to them that do. You how, don't how do you devote it? your entire life to this? Oh, dude! <laughs> all the life that I don't have outside of radio, it's all here. <laughs> I don't even know if that made sense. Well, so uh, with I with think music, music's important because another thing is you can also you know. Uh, work with the DJ, use their equipment for announcements, stuff like that. Oh, good I mean, point. That helps too. Okay, so. and get announcements out in case we need to. Blah blah blah. This okay. 
Well, that makes sense. Okay, so yeah. we've got uh, comfort stations where you've covered music mm-hmm. and also a way to disseminate food. Uh, food. So do you contact like food trucks and food vendors and just invite um, them out, or what's the easiest way to do that? Well, I did contact food vendors. Uh, that's that's what I did, and then uh, what are the favorite ones? The, Tacos, the barbecue. Place that I had sushi. Yeah, barbecue. You gotta go barbecue, right? True that. Yeah, it's Kansas City, baby. <laughs> yes, Heck yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Barbecued, yeah. <laughs> so like finger food, easy so. easy to carry stuff and easy to, you know, toss away stuff. That that makes a lot of sense. So we've got the food, we've got the vendor, we've got the we got the time, we've got the place. Are there any little tricks that people stumble on that makes it, uh, that could make it a bad situation? Well, I mean, you got to remember all the flyers, too. I mean, flyers, getting the word out there, trophies. All that's all going to be a cost that you're going to take on. I know this place uh, called so, carshownationals.com. Uh, it's a pretty good place to uh, uh, to put stuff up yeah. on, and just in case you were wondering. Yes. thought I'd share that with you. <laughs> <laughs> but I still recommend, even with my website, I still recommend you hand out flyers personally. Make it more personable. Say, hey, you know, I'm having the show. And you talk people, to people face-to-face. They know, you know, who you right. are. Um, so that. I went all over the Twin City area. I'm from Minnesota, so I went everywhere. I was driving different places, locations, and dropping those off. Even though I have a great website, I still did all that other stuff. I have to, so. There's a lot to it. So the, uh, with the planning, do you, do you also write out all those plans so that you have like some type of written manifesto, or do you kind of just... Swing along. I mean, how how deep down the rabbit hole of paperwork do we really need to go, or do you say just you know suck it up and do it? I just uh, you know think of all the car shows you've been to and think of the different things I do. So with- I was having a cruise and a car show, I put the map of the cruise in the back of the window card. So you have the window card in the window of the car, and the back side of the map. That that made sense. So that's what I did. With all the things that so. you remember that you really should do. With a car show, <laughs> what are the top three things you absolutely should not yeah. do? Top three no-nos for car shows. Well, there is a big car show up here, and, uh, and I don't want to throw the guy into the bus because we're friends. But he, uh, he had drifting, which is unusual to this area of the country. That's unusual uh, at a car show, city. period. Uh, well, the kinds we go to. Yeah. yeah. But they let the drifters out at 6.30 in the morning. <gasps> <laughs> what do you think happened then? <laughs> uh, maybe a complaint a or two. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah, so they they actually shut it down. So they had a full stadium full of people and no drifting. As You know, that was unfortunate, wow. but it, it was a mistake. Okay, yeah, but it so was fun to see a SWAT team at a car show. It, and then, you know, 6.30 in the morning, I guess <laughs> common sense. I'd probably be like, what? <laughs> I can't drift back to sleep. Okay, what's number two? Um, I don't think of mistakes. I think of the positive, right? Oh, um, they're 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 learning experiences. Nicely put. <laughs> it wasn't drifting wasn't but, a mistake. But, it was a learning experience that early is bad. But I, you know, parking. You got you got to figure out how people are going to park when they come back from a cruise because you got all these cars coming in and you got to park them. So you need you need people to do that. Um, and the owner of the place I was at, he was on my case. You got have people. What are they doing? Just yelling at me. <laughs> so the third one could be your pet peeve. One thing I hate is when people don't put like the full address on a flyer. Um, I just think that's why wouldn't you put the address or the state, even the state, because if you see it out of state, you know, yeah, is it in your state or not? That's a pet peeve of mine. But 
A little bit of information goes a long way. Well, especially for a guy that does yeah. it nationwide, that makes a whole lot of sense. We've got Mike Linner here, uh, the owner of a fantastic car nationals.com. Oh, if you want to find out where to go, Mike knows, and he'll tell you where to go, won't you, Mike? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Thank you for joining us here on Road Muscle Radio, and we'll talk with Mike Litter more about exciting stuff coming up at uh, carshownationals.com. Coming up next, we, we've got great guests coming in Kansas City Automotive Museum. We got Vrenny, we got Butch, and we got the history. That's up next on Road Muscle Radio. Ever wondered about the people who make up Road Muscle Radio? Check out who Brett Hatfield is at readthedriven.com. That's where Brett shares with you his personal passion about driving and his celebration of cars and the people who make up car culture. Mark Catfish Groves is the owner of Magnificent Cowlick Media. You can find his radio marketing work, his voiceover work, his playwriting work, his book publishing work, and much more at magnificentcowlickmedia.com. Do you like the Road Muscle Radio logo? Brett and Mark love it, and it was designed by Cami Travis Groves, owner of CamiImac.com. That's C-A-M-I-I-M-A-C.com. Professional graphic design for websites, for print, for B2B, for B2C, for excellence right in front of your eyes. We'll get back to more Road Muscle Radio in just a moment. We're back with Road Muscle Radio, and sometimes, Brett, we get to have some really fun stuff here in segment four, and some special guests. And tonight, we've got Kansas City Automotive Museum. Uh, terrific things go on there. We get to go to cars and coffee there. And donuts, mind you. And Don't donuts, forget the donuts. And donuts. And and donuts. And Very important. Our special guests are Vrenny Fernandez, who's the executive director of the Kansas City Auto Mu- Automotive Museum, and Butch Papon who's the curator of collections and exhibits. And welcome to Road Muscle Radio, guys. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Quite a few years ago, I had heard about this thing, and I got real excited because I'm like, that's that's a great idea. I love cars. So how, guys, Vrenny and, uh, and Butch, who came up with this, and how did it even get started? Sure. I, I, I've heard quite a few jokes on how it got started, but really <laughs> how it actually got started was um, our founder, Jeff Wagner, was – sitting around uh, with a bunch of friends who happened to be uh, car enthusiasts. And so they were drinking, there, okay. The idea of this car museum, and he was hoping that they would, you know, throw it back at him and say, you're crazy, but all of them said, you know what, that's a good idea. And they had their first board meeting at a bar, and... I told you! See, nailed it! Outlined, <laughs> outlined how to do it. <laughs> Seriously, okay, so they all got together, had a few drinks, and went, okay, here's a great idea. Basically. That's fantastic. <laughs> So they they got together and started this up, uh, and what was the next step? I mean, you've got it all on paper, and it's easy for people to say, man, that's a great idea. How long yeah. did it take for Brett and I to get this show together? But then to <laughs> actually do it, what did it take? You know, we, um, so one of the first things Jeff did was he founded a board of directors, and most of them happened to be attorneys. So the first thing, thing <laughs> they did was they were, you know got us 501c3 approved. They worked out all the... the uh, uh, the documents basically to become a corporation, a charitable right. corporation. 
and uh, they set up our business, and then they started recruiting, and that's when I came in. That was in 2011, um, about six months after the uh, organization became uh, official. Uh, So six months from that meeting, when Jeff decided to do it, and we started a grassroots marketing campaign, and that's what we did for quite a few years. We went uh, to car shows. We went to the auto show. We went to anything that would let us set up a booth and bring a car to. We were <laughs> we we were we were basically selling this idea of a car museum. You know, I remember and, that before uh, before there was even a building. Uh, yeah. I remember getting the cards and going, "Oh, this is cool. Where is it? Well, we don't have a place quite yet." <laughs> and wasn't there like two or three different locations bandied about before the the one was picked at where you are now? So we actually had our offices at Jeff our founder's uh, law firm space, and he had three different locations for his law firm. So uh, we only worked out of the the building off of 31st and Broadway, and we were there for quite a few years. And then um, out of nowhere, we were introduced to a donor uh, who still supports the museum um, quite a bit. And uh, we were able to uh, open up... I should backtrack. Jeff actually, at the same time, he was moving his law firm, and he purchased the building. And we basically said, "Hey, we have this donation, and you have this large building." <laughs> you know, so we were able to convince <laughs> him that you know we could be tenants of him of his, and so we uh, we basically have our interim location off of 116th String Line, um, uh-huh. and. On the upstairs, uh, Jeff has some of the offices that are his law firm offices, and we have uh, the rest of the offices that are museum offices, and then the rest of the building is occupied by us. Yeah, uh, by cool, cool cars and some great exhibits. So this all this whole thing was put together with by all these lawyers. Now, come on, they had their own hot rods and cars, I take it, right? <laughs> you know, uh Jeff had a few kit cars, and he's a Porsche guy, but, you know, it was a very eclectic uh, board. Um, A lot of car enthusiasts. Early on, we, we, you know, we we had a few board members come and go, uh, but we really, uh, I I, I do not recall any specific vehicle necessarily or collection necessarily outside of Jeff's. I think maybe I, uh, maybe I, I... Bury that deep in in my, in my <laughs> well, you in know, mind I, because I hate those, those memories of just we're going to car shows and and uh, and really, I mean, it was when I it was blood, sweat, and tears that those first four years. That's a lot of coffee keep and mind, donuts. Yeah, yeah, it is. You know, I mean, keep in mind from 2011 um, until 2014, we were all just basically car shows. It wasn't until we got that actual donation four years ago that we were able to even do anything on a larger scale. So, you know, when we did events, we 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 tried to go all out. In fact, we we won two uh, two awards. One of those being a national award nice. uh, through the National Association of Automobile Museums uh, for events and public promotion, based off of events that we would do at other events. And then we won um, wow. Best Consumer Experience at the Kansas City Auto Show uh, the first year that we did that, and I believe that was in 2012. So you were award-winning before you opened. Before you had a museum, your museum was winning awards. 
We were award-winning before we opened our museum, and we continue to be award-winning. I think we're up to eight awards, national awards. So, <laughs> Well, that's a little awesome. We'd both like to thank you for building this museum so oh, close to our houses. Yes, yes, thank you <laughs> and, so much. <laughs> and here's how big my ego is. I thought they built it out there because of me. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, not exactly. <laughs> now, I remember some of the first plans that were, were run around. There were some uh, ideas for buildings. One of them had like a, a big, huge tire that you would yeah. you would kind of walk through the hubcap of or something like that and it was really cool looking or no it was around this anyway it was a big tire it was huge and yeah. are, are those plans still in play or have new plans come up what what's the future looking like Sure. The future is pretty exciting for us. Um, the renderings you're referring to have changed quite a bit, but the idea of this iconic building is still in play for us. Um, as we sit today, we are uh, pursuing a, a few locations right now, and we are uh, interviewing quite a, a few firms, mm-hmm. architectural firms, and there are some conversations with the city of Kansas City. So we hope to move back to KCMO um, and start that conversation more seriously after the first of the year. So is it so going to be like a, you can make it a big carburetor? <laughs> 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 not necessarily, not necessarily. <laughs> you know, I, I, you can draw up as many renderings as you want, but I've seen some great ideas, um, and we've had some great uh, brainstorming sessions. Oh, sure. Internally, and it's one of those things that, is so exciting and you know i think ultimately we'll probably include the community in that selection process of what that final look is going to be like i think it's got to be something that we that's iconic to kansas city or you know something that people that aren't necessarily just automotive enthusiasts but something that's really cool looking that people just want to visit because of the building um you know kind of similar to the performing arts center downtown obviously we're not going to build something that large, but, but uh, <laughs> no, we, are, do it. we are looking at something that is, is uh, a landmark of sorts here in Kansas City. Well, that's the future of the Kansas City Automotive Museum and Brenny Fernandez and Butch. Hey, Butch. How you doing? Yes, sir. I'm doing fine. <laughs> Fantastic. Thank you guys so much for joining us for uh, Road Muscle Radio to tell us about the history of the Kansas City Automotive Museum and kind of what we're looking forward to. Uh, KansasCityAutomuseum.com is the place to check it out. KansasCityAutomuseum.com. It's on West 116th Street in Olathe, Kansas, off of 116th and Strangline. And we're going to talk again here in just a couple of weeks. Do you want your vehicle to be at the Kansas City Automotive Museum. It can happen, but you're going to have to find out next time. Thank you guys for joining us here on Road Muscle Radio.